When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest from the world of sports, DFS, and gambling. With over five years of hot takes and millions of downloads later, I guess he's been doing something right. Now, sit back and listen to one of the sharpest minds in the game. Here's your host, Dwayne Callender. What a difference a week makes, folks. Welcome to the show. We've got a Game 7, and again, I have to laugh because it shows how incompetent the Boston Celtics are to find themselves in this position when they are clearly the more talented team, but they play such dumb basketball that it took miracle bounces in a game where they dominated the Heat, this, you have to understand, in Game 6, the Celtics were up for over 85% of the contest. Over 85% of the time, they were up. The Heat grabbed the lead. Actually, I don't even think it was 85%. I think it's probably close to 95% of the game the, uh, the Celtics were up for. The Celtics shot over 65% from inside the arc. And still almost lost that game to the Heat Saturday night. If Derek White doesn't get that miracle put back on a design play for a Marcus Smart 3 down 1. I can't I can't get over the Celtics team. I can't get over how dumb they are. Because I, I I'm not saying the players are dumb. I'm not saying the coaches are dumb. I'm just saying, collectively, the absence of common sense in terms of how they approach the game is dumb in, in execution and in in terms of actual philosophy. Because the way the Celtics keep getting themselves caught up with Miami winning games and almost throwing away this series entirely is by chucking up bad shots. Miami keeps giving them look, baiting the Celtics into playing uh, dumb basketball. And the Celtics keep falling for it every single time. It, there's no way... I mean, let's be honest. There's no way this series should have gone seven. But there's no way this series should still be going because the Celtics spotted the Heat three games. The, uh, the Celtics rallied back to force a game seven for the first time where you got a Game 7 at home from a team that came back from 0-3 down. You had only 15 teams force a Game 7 in total uh, uh, being down in, like this spot. Like, there's no, there's no rationale in terms of we are 0 for 149 of teams being down 0-3, actually winning a series. Celtics could be the first to actually break that streak. We got game 150 of a team uh, being down 0-3 in an NBA history. Game 150. 
I, I mean, listen. The Heat picked up even more injuries since the last time we talked. Gabe Vincent clearly hobbled now. <laughs> Cal Lowry still hobbled. The Heat have no healthy point guards. I'm going to say this. The Miami Heat have zero healthy point guards. And we're, 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 we're supposed to believe that, and again, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm taking the Heat plus seven and a half because I believe this Boston team is so incompetent that I still expect them to screw up. I still expect them to screw this up somehow. Not to say that the Heat are going to win the game, but I do think that there's a very real scenario where the, the Celtics find themselves putting the Heat in a position to win this game, I, I, I like I, I can't even defend it. Like because it should, it there's no way this should actually be close. There's no way. But yet still, because of how Boston has set up, and from just their thought process, it just seems so highly flawed. That yeah, I could see the scenario where the Celtics managed to lose this game despite the fact that they have no business losing this game. There's no way the Celtics should be losing this game. Everyone expects them to win, which is what makes me scared about the Celtics finding a way to lose this game because, again, everyone expects them to win. And if everyone expects you to win, you probably think you're winning this game. And I'm and I'm sorry, I've seen I've seen too many NBA games where something goofy happens. Because you got to remember, from the outset of this, like, and ESPN put up this stupid graphic where it was like percentage odds of winning the series, they had the heat at 3%, which I always hate because A, 3%, uh, like anything less than a uh, 5% chance, you're kind of screwing up in professional sports. Like, there's still a chance for certain teams to win. The situation it comes down to injuries and just fluky stuff. But regardless, there should always be like that 5% margin at a minimum. That's just me. But they had the heat at 3%. And what you've seen in this series, Boston, clearly when they execute what they're supposed to be doing, they're going to blow the heat out by 20 What you've seen is the Boston Celtics have only been able to play maybe one quarter of coherent basketball because they can't do it for an entire half. Because when they do, when they play for, like, as even if, like, they turn the switch off, because they will turn the switch off at a certain point. If they play one good quarter, at a certain point in the following quarter, their brains will uh, switch off in terms of just feeling comfortable, and just jacking up bad shots. So they haven't played a full 24 minutes of good basketball, let alone 48. They can't even get through 24. So as long as the Heat just play hard, the Heat should still have a shot at this game. As ridiculous as that sounds, I just told you that they have zero healthy point guards. There's no way this game should be close. But I'm betting the Heat plus 7.5 anyway. I feel like a moron, but, you know, it is what it is. Anywho, uh, that's the quick thoughts on Game 7 for NBA. I'm going to give my thoughts on 
Uh, Dallas and Vegas, uh, game six tonight as well. Uh, no one's really talking about the hockey, mainly because everyone's focused on the NBA, but Dallas has rallied. They played better, but I still think Vegas is the better team. And with that being said, I still think that there's a real shot that Dallas could force a game seven, but it wouldn't shock me if Vegas just closed the, uh, closed the show tonight and, and got it done. I don't feel real confident in just betting uh, betting it on Vegas outright. Um, but I will say it's probably, and I gave this away on uh, my jam, that um, uh, the jam platform, that I expect this to be a quiet night for Jason Robertson just because he's finally starting to emerge a bit. But that just means Vegas is going to clamp down on them even more. So I look at it from the standpoint of, you're probably going to get a quiet night from Jason Robertson. So, uh, for those of you who did not uh, catch uh, what I recorded on Jam earlier, uh, my plays for today were, from a fantasy scoring standpoint, I liked Al Horford for the Celtics uh, being over 23.5. I think that number's too low. If the Celtics are winning, he's easily crushing 27 points, uh, more than likely. And then on the Heat side, because they have no healthy point guards, Caleb Martin's got to play 40, uh, 40 plus minutes. He's probably going to get somewhere around 42, 44 minutes uh, just because of the injury situation. I, I just don't see the Heat having much of a choice. Like, they got to play guys who are playing well and are healthy. So, to me, this is a Caleb Martin series yet again. I know he had a great. Um, I know he had a great uh, game six, and they didn't win it, but they got to go back to him. It, like I, I don't, I don't know how else you, 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 you spin it. Like they got no healthy point guards. He he can actually bring the ball up. He can rebound and he can bring the ball up. Bam Adebayo has been a non-factor this series, and it's gonna get worse if they somehow pull off th- this upset because Jokic's gonna ragdoll. Um, so it's like, to me, this just kind of comes down to Caleb Martin and we'll see, uh, you know, Butler should be better than what, where he was game six. Um, but I wouldn't bet uh, the prop on Butler cause it's going to be high. I, I would say Caleb Martin, again, from a fantasy score standpoint, is projected for only 28 and a half. He's averaged over 30 this series. He's only been under 30 twice and those were the blowout games uh blowout losses the heat suffered this is, should be a tight game i i think he easily crushes uh 35 points tonight um from a fantasy perspective because again they have no point guards they they need someone to rebound and bring the ball up so he's got to be on the court like there, there's no other way around it like someone got to do it. It, it it's probably going to be a tight rotation again for the heat but there's no one else left to play. It's just a, just the way it is. So that's where we are. Uh, I'll bring on uh, uh, the combo I had with my dad earlier. So uh, just to get some of his thoughts, because uh, we talked about just matchups in general. Like if the if the Celtics win, I still don't think this is a good finals because the Celtics just play dumb basketball. And yeah, you can get away with it. Like you, you had the Milwaukee Bucks win a title playing pretty dumb basketball in general, 
but in more often than not, like you actually need to be well rounded in most aspects of the game. You can't get by with just one glaring, glaring weakness. It's really hard in team sports to get away with that. The Celtics do not play smart basketball. Like that's just that's just the bottom line. And on the Heat side, their talent level is so depleted that I can't see how the Heat don't get swept or just sent home in five by the Nuggets. Uh, either either way, I still think the Nuggets like dominate the next round in the finals, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Anyway, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. The Fantasy Throwdown Podcast will be right back after our sponsors pay the bills. Welcome back to the show. Hope you got your popcorn ready. All right, so we were in a couple of different conversation tracks before we got into this one. But, uh, yeah, so we were talking about tanking, so that's where we kind of started off the conversation before we got into just, in general, the concept of trying to win in team sports. Because I think it's an important thing for people to understand that in team sports, it's really hard for a bad team to win a title. Like, like you get some mediocre teams, but it's hard for, like, a truly bad team. Like, where we're just like, how the hell did this team win a t- like, it, it's almost impossible because that's the reason why LeBron always lost in the finals is that he had bad teams. And again, I'm going to say this. It's hard for a bad team to win. It's hard. That's why LeBron kept make, uh, making the finals even those early years with the Cavs was impressive because those teams had no business being in the finals as weak as the East was. And we can talk about it, a- NBA and the shift of power is like, NBA is one of the easiest sports to make the finals in, as far as I'm concerned. Like, realistically, you got five guys on the court. It There are so fewer variables. Yes, you need health, but in terms of other sports, of things that can go wrong because of non-primary players, things screwing up, like whether it's an NFL kicker, your goalie just being out of position, there are things that can happen in a game that has nothing to do with X's and O's, versus just the individual team but I think basketball those you know realistically you it, it's it's less variance so you can catch hot get hot but realistically at the end of the day most of the time better teams are gonna win unless it's such a dramatic difference between your best player and then everybody else on the court that's why it's like I don't think this nuggets team is a great team. But it's a solid team with one great player who basically, because of his ability to elevate the other players around him, just to be able to do little things that covers up their deficiencies, that's what's making this uh, Nuggets team so difficult to play against because you got all these super teams with glaring flaws that they beat. Glaring flaws that it gets uh, caught out. That, you know, I think it's going to be a it's going to be a tall order for the Celtics or uh, the Heat uh, to be perfectly out. I, I think it's I think it's basically a sweep if it's the Heat. If it's the Celtics, 
I still think because of how brain dead the Celtics play that it's not nearly as long of a series as people think it is. And I think it goes in the Denver direction kind of heavily, even though the Celtics, in theory, should match up well against the Nuggets. But anyway, I'll bring uh, queued up uh, the conversation I had with my dad earlier. All right, so Callie, we're ta- we're talking about tanking because we, we we've had this discussion in different sports, and you know, what, one thing that we we I was trying to give the example of how it varies in different sports, but tanking is so hard to do and execute because even with like everyone talking about uh, making fun of Philly and whatnot, but like even even in like a sport like hockey, you had Edmonton where you got McDavid. And Dreisaitl being two of the top five best players in the league, playing together for five, actually seven, seven plus years now, still not making it to the Stanley Cup final. Yep. You got Toronto, where you had Austin Matthews, you had a loaded team with Marner, you brought in Tavares, who was supposed to be yeah. the missing piece. Yeah. Like you had all these guys, yeah. and, and freaking Kadri of all players wins the title uh, after he gets shipped out of there. Which again, that was a super team with Colorado. But again, it's not to the same extent as other places. Yeah. So, like, even with you got other places, like uh, even Colorado, that took seven plus years. And I was with uh, McDavid ranted in, and they had Baker uh, as well. Like all these top picks, you still needed all those guys. And Colorado got the got their one title. We thought that was going to be a super team in the dynasty. Yeah. They get injured this year. They, they, they aren't even in the in the discussion because they got knocked out first round uh, in an upset. But it is so hard to be consistently good. The rare examples where it's worked out, Pittsburgh with uh, uh, Ovechkin. I mean, not not Ovechkin. I'm, I'm say, I was thinking of Ovechkin just because the draft. But you got uh, Crosby and Malkin. Ovechkin Ovechkin eventually won on his own. But like you had guys playing eighteen years, and again. Between uh, Crosby, Crosby and Malkin, you still, as good as those guys were, you got four titles. Yeah. Well, actually, wait, was it three or four? Now I'm blanking. It's like. No, it's it three. It was three. It was three. It was three. Yeah, yeah, it was flower. It was flower to three. Yeah. I See, I get, I get, I, I, I because they, they, they only won, uh, they won the one, and then they had to wait all those years just to win back to back. Back to back. But that's the crazy part. Like, they played so many years together. You'd swear they won more titles, uh, like for instance, they probably would have been um, clamoring to, to break it up. Yeah. So the, the the issue is where you get into these scenarios where it comes down to tanking, and it's not the easiest thing. You know, again, the the Sixers fans will say, and again, I will say this: in sports, basketball should be the easiest sport to tank and actually get good at because. You only got five players on the court, and a superstar player dominates so much of what it can do that technically, if you're going to tank, the most optimal sport to do it in is basketball. I'd say far and away it's basketball because it's hard. Like, again, you, you soccer doesn't work that way. Soccer relies on the transfer portal, so you can't even go in that direction. So, like, in terms of, like, actually stockpiling talent, and putting your resources, it goes into basketball's one. Then, realistically, it becomes the NFL because of the parity. Like you can tank uh, for your draft spot, 
and then align your schedule where it's more favorable in certain years where you get easier schedules once you think your players are going to be somewhat good as you tank that you can start like loading up on free agents and manipulate the cap that's the second easiest outside of that it's a complete crapshoot because between Major League Baseball and hockey you've got so many different variables in order in order to make it work that again a lot of teams have tried what the Astros have done no one's come close and it, I don't even want to say it's because the Astros are that much smarter because again the Astros no, been they haven't got caught yet well, well <laughs> hey if you ain't cheating you ain't trying like we, we, we got we got to apply the NASCAR yeah. principle to all this yeah. if you ain't cheating you ain't trying yeah. Astros hasn't got caught yet, you know, because those players are never as good when they leave, <laughs> especially the pitching. Well, yeah, it's like, you know, because it, it, it's it's one of those things where is it a matter of what exactly are the Astros doing? Because it's not like it's an isolated case. It's pretty much pronounced the drop-off. Oh, yeah. From when you were playing in Houston to when you've left Houston, it's like it's not like you 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 stop playing being an elite player, but there is significant drop off because as much as uh, Cole has been having standout performances here and there for the Yankees, I don't think anybody would say that Cole has been worth the amount of money spent by the Yankees. And it's not, and, and again, this is not about winning titles for the Yankees, even though it is. Like the the whole point of having Cole was to win titles. Even if you look at what Cole's been able to produce, it's not exactly what the standard. I, you thought you was getting. Yeah, I still, I still, if I have a game to win, is not confident saying throw the ball. Yeah, it's it's done. I still is not that confident with 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 Cole when it come to the to, to being the ace. Uh, you know, like when Sabatia was Sabatia, we got a game to win. I throw that ball over there. I know we coming away with a win. Yeah. You know, I still don't get that. I don't have that confidence. Maybe I'm getting older and I'm getting more paranoid or something. But he don't give me that confidence. Yeah. So, like, when we take it back into the context, because this is what the, uh, the the trust the process folks keep talking about, is if they hadn't gone uh, gone through the effort of trading for Mark, trading up for Markel Fultz and passing on Jason Tatum, which again is going to be one of the dumbest decisions in NBA history. I mean, let's just let's just be honest. You 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 had you had the three. You opted to trade up to one for Fultz, who, again, from uh, the draft Knicks, uh, Knicks and whatnot and everybody else saying, you know, that this is the guy that's number one. Technically, that was the sentiment, that Fultz was the number one. But I will say this again. The one thing that, like, I, I, like, I, I always wonder with these draft folks like that keep looking at this, and I want people to understand with this Brandon Miller uh, situation with Alabama. I always kind of look at it as like, if you're the number one pick, technically you should be dominating college basketball. And neither Fultz nor Ben Simmons dominated college basketball. 
as weak as college basketball is right now, I don't know. It's like, to me, college basketball has improved slightly in the last couple of years because of the transfer portal, because you got all these guys who are more senior players transferring. But at the same time, that was a loaded Alabama team that was supposed to win the uh, NCAA title, and they fell short. It's like, there's no, uh, there's no, like, easy way to say it, like, they came up short, like, and it wasn't as though it was, like, a fluke loss that they had, it's like, they got beat. Let me tell you something. Drafting, drafting and basketball, it's, I'm telling you, it's, 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 I've seen so many people, don't forget, don't forget, they passed on Jordan and Elijah when I took some big boy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, boy, he got picked. Yeah, yeah, and 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 Jordan was on the board, and Elijah won. Oh my God, watch it, watch it, watch it. And drive. Yeah. Hey, hey, same same boy got paid though. Yeah, so I mean, and here's what I don't understand with with with. With executives. I can't just say NBA executive because I've seen that shit in the NFL. And I don't know what they I don't know what they're watching and who they're listening to. Because Sambui was a good player. Sambui never looked as good as I mean, even if you wanna say because Jordan was playing under constraints at, at, at Carolina. Although you saw that this guy would be a good guard, but he wasn't Air Jordan. I, I don't know where this guy is trying to go. Hey, 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 Kelly! I, I know what you're trying to say, but yes, Scotty, you know. Sco I, 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 I know, I know, I know what you're trying to say, I mean, but Scott, but Scotty Pippen will tell you Jordan was a horrible player before he got to the Bulls. Oh my God! I, I, you know, <laughs> oh my God! I, 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 I only heard him with that. Uh, was was it yeah, Saturday? Saturday, I was coming. I was to call you. <laughs> because I, I, I heard that and I saw it where he said that and I'm like no no don't he's a horrible player uh, uh, he was taking all these shots and you know he was this and then when I came then he start, we started to so all those games like, like, like that piston game that Jordan almost beat him by, uh, um, the, the Boston game where he almost beat him by himself. I mean, yeah, he didn't have he didn't have the team, the full team around him. If you want to say, <clears throat> if you want to give yourself some credit and say that, you know, I was one of the pieces that helped this so and so and so because because it's not a one man sport. But uh, to, to to say that. Jordan was a horrible player and he was thinking, Scotty, people are going to laugh at you. You're going to be like a joke. I mean, if, if, if people Scott, drinking... Scotty, Scotty, Scotty is spitting the facts that people don't want to hear. If people are drinking their coffee and Scotty says shit like that, it'll be like... Pfft. You know, everybody <laughs> spitting out their coffee. 
can't you can't be saying shit like that. It's 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 dumb. Psst. I don't know. I I I I I don't I don't. don't Scotty Scotty is tired of the narrative being set by the Jordan people. So he's here to tell you that Jordan was a horrible player. And, and, and the, the thing that, that makes me laugh about Pippen is as soon as he stopped playing with Jordan, you stop hearing about him. I, I hope he, he, he... If I'm Pippen's, that, that, that season he had with Phoenix, when they folded in, 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 in the playoff like a cheap suit and he did nothing, I would, I would want people to forget that shit. I, I, I would just remember me with the Bulls. I know the last dance thing, you know, but if I'm Pippen, things I don't want people to remember is me after the I left Houston, the Bulls. The Houston years. And, the... and, 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 and the year that, that when Michael took off and, and, and he, he did that El Foldo with the, when, hey, he, when hey, he played the Knicks. Anybody can dribble their ball off the foot, okay? It can happen to anybody. You know, and when he he, he, he he refused to go into the game with the Knicks and whatever and whatever and whatever, you know. I, Scotty is Scotty. still mad about how he was portrayed for not going back in the game. He's like, you guys didn't treat me fail. Dude, you quit in the middle of a game. What do you like? What, like what, what defense are we supposed to give you there? It's like, it's like well, Scott. I mean, I was glad because... I thought if he was in the game, we might have been screwed. It was the last shot. And he just refused and and it would have been even if he did even if he didn't get the shot, you would have had to put even somebody even being, even being the decoy. Right. Like that that that's because a he was that's, that dangerous. that's a that's the part where I always gotta give Scotty the side eye and that's why Scotty gets flack because it's like realistically the ball doesn't have to come to you you just need to go back out there to be the decoy look let me tell you something uh the the uh, i forget the fucking guy now the cuckoo uh, yeah yeah cuckoo the yeah. cuckoo thing yeah okay you know they gave cuckoo the money they didn't want to give you the money all right so if you want to go from that angle, yeah. But you can't get away with... with, with but here, but again... Sitting on the bench with uh, that Again, like, because people for years were blaming the Bulls management. But if you listen to the last dance, and Scotty admitted that he, he, he wasn't thinking of it that way. Reinsdorf and, like, they, they, they all told Scotty, listen... We're gonna give you this contract, but if you take this contract, you can't renegotiate. If if you know it's below market value, why would you ever sign that contract? Just bet on yourself. <laughs> at that point, he was scared to do that. Okay, let me tell you something with, with, with Scotty. Things that Scotty, I gotta remember that people haven't forgotten. 
People haven't forgotten Scotty with that towel over his head when the bad boy started beating on his ass. Okay? People didn't forget that because he quit in that game. Now, who is this and, and, asshole? And, 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 the, and the thing and the thing of it is, is the Pistons, like, when when you go through the Pistons documentary, they they gloat over that because oh, they're yeah, like, yeah, like we, they we, talk we, about that. Like, and they're like, and like, my horse and what is that? It's like, yeah, we broke Scotty. We broke Scotty in that game. Another guy that, that, that gave Scotty fits with, with the Knicks was, and that's, it's, it's it always pisses me off with that, with that Charles Smith trade. Is that um, Xavier McDaniel? Uh, Scotty didn't like to play against him at all. The X Man used to kill him, you know, because he couldn't stand the physical play. You know. So they they can say what they want. So, I mean, but, you know, I, I, I know we got a little bit off track, but, like, again, when it comes down to, like, championship DNA, and it's like, I know it gets, it gets messy, but nothing in sports is ever clean. It's like, you, you, a lot of times, like, you, you do need some luck, but you still, like, realistically, it's like, it's rare for you oh, to be. Shit. It, it's it's rare for you to be bad, and somehow get, like just luck your way into time. Like there, 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 there's not too many there's not too many examples where there's still not too many examples where you are just met as a team and somehow luck your way into a title. Like I like there's not, like there's just not that many. Bad, like, championship teams. So, as I was saying, like, you, you kind of get into this case where you, you rarely get bad teams winning Super Bowls. Like, it happens occasionally because I, I always say that uh, Bucks team that won the Super Bowl with Gruden, Gruden winning with uh, Tony Dungy's players wasn't a very good team. It was decent enough defensively, but it was not a good team. But the Raiders were just so inept. <laughs> I mean, you all the place. Yeah, it's the dumbest thing I ever see. <laughs> they never change the play. Never change the play. I, I, I couldn't. Under, I couldn't believe. You know, I doubt Gruden thought that you'd have been that lucky. You know, but it's like you don't get like that many bad teams winning championships. Like it happens like once in a blue moon. And again, even that that Bucks Super Bowl was twenty years ago. It's twenty years ago. So again, it's worth like you use it. So like when I come into this uh, like playoffs and like how it goes, because it's rare that you get a bad team winning. So imagine as we see it here, and we're facing a game seven that we can't believe is going to a game seven, but Boston had played so poorly throughout this entire series. They should have lost the other night. They, they, and it would have been their own fault. They, they, they tried to give it away. But, but that's the thing about game six. Boston had every right to win that game and every right to, to lose, lose that game. game. <laughs> because because literally that game should have been done and dusted. Yeah. And yet again, Boston goes back into this 
awful habit of terrible basketball where they just chuck up shots and don't run clock. They were in control of that entire game, let Miami back into it, and still, with the closing play, down one, you draw up the worst possible play imaginable by having a, a Marcus Smart fadeaway three shirt, like your final play with the season on the line. No, no. The, and, and to be honest, there's no way the Celtics should get down one. one. There's no way the Celtics should have been bailed out of that. You know, I, I've, I, you know, you know, you know. Because as much as we were to say, oh well, Jason Tatum was closing on the other side in case of a rebound, and then Derrick White happened to be at the right place at the right time. You still need the bounce to go the right that's, way, that's, and even for either. They were like they had it covered from both sides. Not unless he front ribs it, which he almost did. That's what you let your season come down to be. Eh? That I, I hope he gets the rebound. I, I, eh? I can't. I can't. That's the play you draw. Up? I can't. I, I I absolutely can't. And, and that's why people were like, "Oh, that wasn't the play. That was absolutely the play." Because yeah. the way they crashed the boards on that play. That was the that was the primary play. Was Marcus Smart taking you know the three? What that play reminds and it me of? <laughs> you know the commercial with the with the mascot that is coach. Here yeah, we gonna do. They're never gonna. play. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. They, they're never gonna expect this. You know, cause that's the play you come up with. You know, <laughs> what I would like to do. Is give guys like Huey Brown a truth serum, and and then let him go in the air, and you would be like, what the fuck is going? Because it Huey Brown would kill you for not using that 24 second clock to your advantage. You have at least 20 seconds to waste and get into a position to get a good shot. So when you shoot. You don't leave time on the clock for the other team. But that's the thing. That it's, entire it's, it's, that entire that entire fourth quarter sequence was Boston yeah. taking terrible shots yeah. and nonsensical shots because again, like they, they, they shot over sixty-seven percent from inside the arc that game. That's the crazy part. This game, that game had no business being close. That should have been a Boston route. But because Boston insisted on keep chunky threes, especially yeah. when they're up, you let him back into the game. I I can't it's, with this team. It's 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 so it's, so that's the thing. Even though Boston is demonstrably more talented, the healthier team. Because again, with Miami, they have zero healthy point guards. Oh. Lowry can barely walk at this point. Like he he he's struggling to move. And Gabe Vincent, you can tell, is lit, is still hobbling on that ankle and his shooting is impacted by it. Yeah, he can get off a couple of nice-looking shots, but over the course of the game, the volume that he was putting up, they're, they're, not, they're not really great-looking shots. Like, it, 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 you can see yeah. it's off. This might go down as uh, the first time ever a team come from three down. But you know what? It's like, you know when they say, um... You know that movie when they say, um, let's make a war to, so that we can get news? Uh, yeah. With that, that, Boston is like that. This series never should have been like that. Boston created this situation. Like, it's like, let's make news. We're going to go down three and then we can, because we better than this team. Yeah. You know? So, that's, to me, that's, that's it. Because the only reason 
Why this is a series is because of Boston playing as bad as they did. Because you playing on a Jimmy that that's he's hurt. You can tell that 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 that. that well, yeah. The, the 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 issue was like I kept looking at that Knicks series and saying the Knicks really aren't that, doing that good of a job defensively on Butler. He's just not yeah. he's just not taking advantage of it. And I I kept looking at it like it seems as though Butler is laboring with something. I just don't know specifically why he's All not able the to help. Needed to make the final because I think the way this Boston team is playing, if they were playing the Knicks, the Knicks would beat them. Yes. If the Knicks got anything from Randall, but but they the, beat Miami and 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 but, but, Boston but, but, go but, to the but, but this but this is the issue, Pop. And I go I go back to this. The Knicks were better off if Randall never came back for the playoffs. <laughs> like 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 and Knicks fans don't want to hear oh, that. People are not going to say that. But, uh, the Knicks we, fan Knicks see, fans don't want to hear that. Game one, we needed him in game one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you never you you, you never decided to play without him so you always had that thing where you all the plays was based on Randall being there you know so yeah oh my god this yeah. okay god yeah. I mean how do you how are you gonna try to turn there yeah but like that's that's where when you get into the 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 big the biggest thing I I will always say is you have to adjust your game plans. And the thing that I've noticed the most with Miami is they don't really have a plan B because, frankly, if but Jimmy they, can't do it, they don't, they don't actually. Have, but they don't have anybody else. But this is the problem. Like, to me, th- this game kind of comes down to, and again, this is not who you should be relying on, but literally because of how many injuries you've got, to me, this game relies on you starting Caleb Martin and having him play the full 48. Because Kyle Lowry can't can't go. Kevin Love can't go. And even if Kevin Love could go, he's not a fit in this series. He's too flat-footed. He can't move. He can't help you in this series against Boston. And not he, the, he, not he, the way. He's always been a liability defensively. Yes. And if he can't move, it's even worse. Yeah. Yeah. So, to me, this is a straightforward series for Miami for this Game 7 adjustments. This is Caleb Martin. He got the full run. Uh, he got like about 41 minutes, I think it was, uh, in Game 6. I think he's got to play the full way through. And hope hope he stays out of foul trouble. Maybe Gabe Vincent's ankle feels a little bit better. We'll see. But he's got to play 40-plus minutes. And Jimmy, whatever he's got left in the tank. Because if you're relying on Bam Adebayo to do the isolation screen plays, he has no post-up game for Boston that to, to give them fear. It's a waste of time trying to have Bam post up. It, 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 it is what it is. It is what it is. Like you know, he, he got it, away with murder against the Knicks. Yeah, Bam got away with murder against the Knicks. Well, it, but, but part part of what was going on with the Knicks was, you know. Bam was allowed to jump over the top yeah. and get and, and get like he's not getting those calls against Boston, so that's that's part of the reason why he hasn't been as much of a factor. It's like the refs aren't allowing him to, to to jump over the top the way he was against the Knicks, and you can blame officiating all you want, but it's like 
He shouldn't have been allowed to jump over the top of people the way he was. So he's not he's not nearly as impactful when he's not able to crash the boards. And from an offensive standpoint, you need like you need bigs with Bam because Bam needs the ball out in space in order to take your big off the dribble, which is what he was able to do against the Knicks because the Knicks are going to play Mitch Robb, they're going to play Hartenstein, and, you know, Randall plays no defense. So that was a favorable series. The problem with the Celtics is they, 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 go, they go small with Horford, and even when uh, Robert Williams is in, Robert Williams is still pretty mobile, and he can block shots, so it gives Bam trouble. Yeah, well, the the thing is, the thing that pissed me off with the Knicks is that Mitchell Robinson has no offensive game, and still can't get a rebound. Ending the game with true rebounds and all that shit. If if that's what he's gonna do, you could just call somebody off the street and play them, because he's not gonna score. So if he can't get rebounds for you and stops, that's a useless player. Yeah, but and that, he had too many of those games. But yeah, but that 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 was always the the issue I have with the Knicks is. Their setup for Miami was the wrong thinking. You basically play Hartenstein, and you just go small with Toppin, and you basically play it out small. You take Bam out of the equation by going small, and you force Miami. Paredes done already. Uh, you for you force Miami to go uh, to match you going small, uh, and do do it that way. The Knicks kept trying to force the big lineup, and of course, because Randall won't go into the paint. It, it kind of defeated the purpose because even with uh, even in like some of the matchups that ba- uh, uh, Randall could have been useful in in the paint, he he so rarely went into the paint that it it it, it never came it came up as a factor. Now, even for Boston, Horford, you would you would have thought like Horford would have had more impactful games, but that hasn't necessarily been the case either. Boston has kind of gotten away with not being able uh, to go undersized. So that's how it ended up being the case where Derek White ended up getting more run in this series because you know Smart's going to play. You know Tatum's going to play. We never know if Jalen Brown actually wants to be there or not because half the time, like, he started off so hot in game six and as soon as they started uh, playing a little physical with him, like he he checked out of the game. Like I like I like that that first quarter with Jalen Brown. I thought that was going to be a complete blowout. And as soon as he started getting fouled a bit, Jalen Brown disappeared the rest of the game. Well, the, I don't know what you're doing. So that to me for Game Seven tonight, that's the key. I want to see what options Boston comes back with because make no mistake. As much as there's pressure on Miami not to blow a 3-0 lead, the oh, lead's yeah. are, the, oh, lead, yeah. the lead's already blown in my opinion. It's a game seven. The lead's blown. Yeah, well, so well, like everyone expects Miami to lose. Yeah. The pressure's on Boston, Boston in my to, opinion to, actually to, 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 yeah. to close the deal. Yeah. So my my whole thing is Boston's at home. They gotta try to close the deal. That's where the pressure is, is that everyone expects you to win now. Well you 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 had Boston Garden. When have you ever heard that they lose a game seven at Boston Garden, so yeah, it um, it, it it there's some pressure on 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 Boston also. Yeah. Anyway, let's get out of here. But I mean, to me personally, this is all on Boston. But I still don't like. 
the fact that you know the, the Heat literally relying on Jimmy Butler to just pull the game out of his uh, yeah. derriere because they don't have that many flexibility options. Yeah. Yeah. All right, folks. Yeah, so that's gonna do it for us. Basically, as I said, I think this is a tight game seven tonight. I don't think it's a walk for Boston. I think Boston probably wins, but I I wouldn't be shocked if the Heat won. Just because I know how brain dead Boston plays, and honestly, it's still critical flaw is the fact that their basketball IQ is not nearly as high as you would expect it to be, given the amount of experience that team has. It's wild, but it is what it is. It's where we are in today's NBA. So uh, that's gonna do it. Uh, so uh, enjoy the rest of your holiday weekend, folks. Thank you to all the men and women who's, who have served our country. And continue to serve. So be well, folks. Until next time, have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all major outlets. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.